Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Halachas, Yoredeya, Chelik Sheni, Hilchas Sefer Torah, Halacha Beis, Paragraph Ches. Today's shir is dedicated by our close friend Avram Boruch Ben Susi Sharona. <coughs> His mazel should shine today and every day. And we dedicate the learning Leilu Nishmas, Levi Elia Ben Eliezer Tzvi, and Yentefrad Basra Bishwarye Harini Kaporas Mishkova. And for a complete Rafur Shalema and Yeshua for all those that need it, including Shlomo Ben Yidis, and Chaviva Chana Basgalia, Rochel Basgalia. Eliyahu ben Miriam Rus, Rochel Tzipora bas Batshua, Shimon Eliezer ben Rochel, Yaakov Yeshua ben Freindel Rechel, Shlomen Isen ben Mazel, Avram David ben Chana, David ben Behia, Shendel bas Leah, Yehudas Ruchama bas Chavarus, Aviv Ilona bas Yispendel, Sarochel bas Yispendel, Tuvi Etzvi ben Chayaliza, Gitrenendel bas Sipoira, Lebelea bas Sipoira, Michal Sora bas Hadassa, Idis bas Miriam Brindel, Chaim Aryeh ben Brocha, Dovid Lei ben Shena, Lei ben Genya, Ami ben Chai ben Yehudis Gila, Hunaboruch ben Zavalea, Dovid Elio ben Michal, Shimon Eloza ben Michal, Shloima ben Rivka Sprinza, Chaim ben Rachel, Soramaya bas Sipka Rivka, Chaim Tzvi ben Voiralea, Hillel Yisroel ben Sora, Nechem Yizalme ben Sorafega, Gitalea bas Frumet, Aviva Chaya bas Estemindel, Necharochel bas Hindalea, Fruma bas Genessa, Yehudas Nechoma bas Miriam, Chaim Yitzchok ben Chanarivka, Boruch Mordechai ben Tali, Pesia bas Chayester, Avigail Brocha Bashir Advoira, Soralea Bas Chavaliba, Besoich Shar Choyli Yisrael. In the previous year, we spoke about Yom Kippur, and now Rav Nosenzal continues the flow going into Sukkot and explaining how it's all tied into chapter 22 in Likute Moran, Torah of Beis, and to the flow that we've been speaking about. Veseh Bechina Sukkot, Shoisen Achar Yom Kippurim, Ki Iker HaSukkot Huaschach. We know in the Gemara and the Halacha, we know that the most important part of the sukkah is the schach, the cover. That's where all the, the major halachas are. The walls of the sukkah, the laws are much easier. It's much lighter in terms of what you're allowed to use to make walls from. But the schach, that's where there's a lot of detail. Shehu bechinas imo de mesakhal benin. And the Zohar Kodesh tells us that the sukkah, and especially the schach, is like the mother which hovers, which covers over her children. She protects her children. And the Torah tells us that what is schach made of? The waste matter of the grain. When you grow wheat or corn, other things, the waste, the stuff that you throw away, the klipa, that's what you can make schach from. You, you don't make schach from food, actual food. You make it from the psoilus of the goyren and the yekev. And through this, we show the incredible power that we have and the incredible kindness of Hashem. 
כי בוזרנו רואים שמוכה לנו השם יספור הכל אבינו עשינו. By doing this, we show that we believe that Hashem has forgiven all of our sins, and all of our sins have been converted into mitzvahs. And from our sins was created Torah. We're taking the waste matter. Waste matter is like Averas, Psoilus, and we're using that for the main mitzvah. This we see specifically from the mitzvah of sukkah that it's possible in Klal Yisrael, in Torah, that from psoilas, from the waste matter, should become a super high level of kedusha called sukkah. This is what Rabbein Azal says there in chapter 22, that through a proper tshuva, our Averis get converted into Torah. Because Rabbein Azal shows there that when Averis get converted into mitzvahs, when they can get converted into Torah, it's not just ordinary Torah, it's secrets of Torah, the highest level of Torah. Bechinas Nishma the level of nishma that we've been speaking about throughout this halacha, nasev nishma, bechinas tshuva shehi lemala menatoira. This is the concept of tshuva, which the Sifrei Kabbalah tell us is above Torah. Remember, Torah is teferes, tshuva is bina, tshuva is a higher level than that. Vizeh bechinas sukkah, and that's the the mitzvah of sukkah, which is also bina. Because the holiness of sukkah is on a very high level. Sukkah is like the secrets of Torah. A person goes into the sukkah, they're hiding. They're, we're secluding ourselves in the sukkah. Just like secrets of Torah are the parts of Torah that's hidden. The concept of tshuva, which is also associated with bina, which is associated with the mother that covers over the children. Remember, yud kevavke is referred to as father, mother, son, and daughter. So the, and it's also chachma bina, teferes and malchus. So the first hey, which is bina, is the mother. Ve'im la bina tikra, as the pasuk says in Mishlei, that bina is referred to as the mother. And that level of Bina represents the secrets of Torah. So therefore, we see from all of this that Sukkah represents this Madrega called Nishma, the secrets of Torah. And what is the Sukkah made out of? The waste matter. Like the, the klipa of the wheat, the chaff, the part that you've... This is the klipa, the husk, that covers over the grain of wheat. And the Zohar Kodesh says that moits and teven and psoilus, these are all klipas, represent our averos. And it's from them that we make the sukkah, we make the schach. 
because all of this we accomplish on Yom Kippur. That through the avoid of Yom Kippur, we hope and we believe that Hashem has forgiven all of our sins to the point where our Averis get converted to merits, to mitzvahs. And that's why the psoilas, from the psoilas, we're making the sukkah, which is this madrega of secrets of Torah. And in this sukkah, sukkah we live, we, it's seven days. And it's brought that during the seven days of Sukkot, during each one of those seven days, we invite one, all seven shepherds, and we focus on one of them each and every single day. On the first day, it's Avram Avinu. On the second day, it's Yitzchak, and so on and so forth. But we invite all seven every seven days. Because now, through this process of Nasev and Ishma, all the steps that Rabbi Nezal describes there, in chapter 22 in the Kutimran, which we've been learning the whole time now, we said that all of this brings a person close to the Shivaroyim, to these seven Sadikim. And it's through these Sadikim that Klal Yisrael draws Emuna. Remember, they're called Shivaroyim, Royim means shepherds, and the Posik says, Shechon Eretz Urei Emuna. Urei means to be nourished and nurtured. The Amuna comes from the Royim, from the Tzadikim. Shekol avoidasenu b'roshishon aviyam ekipurim choyo bishvil zekanal. All of our avoido, all of our davening and learning and mitzvahs on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur was all about renewing our Amuna, drawing a whole new dosage of Amuna. Ubezois hasuka hakdoisho onu yoshvim. And in this sukkah we sit, we live. And the sukkah protects us and guards us from all of our enemies, all the klipos, all the forces of Tumah that would want to make us distant from Hashem. Because through the power of sukkah, we're confident in Hashem that we will always be close to Hashem and attached to Hashem. And there's nothing in the world that will distance us from Hashem. Because we are hidden and protected in the shade of the heavenly sukkah. Shehi Kidusha Gavoya Kolkach, which is so high a level of holiness, at Sheshom Nisapchin Kolavoynes Lishuyas. There, all Averois get converted into mitzvahs. Ubekoya Hachesed Hazer Shuv Einon Omisar Mishum Harchokoshboilam. And with this power, we see that there's something like this in Yiddishkeit, that our Averois can be converted to mitzvahs, and that Hashem can and will forgive our Averois. Through this, we're not afraid of any distancing from Hashem. Because we will always return to Hashem. And in the end, we'll remain deeply attached to Hashem 
מאחר שזכינו עכשיו לכנוס באור הקדושו העליונה, since we're zoicha now on Sukkot to enter into this incredible high level of holiness, בצל סוכה הקדושה, in the shade of the holy Sukkot, שהיא אימו דמסכה על בנין, which the Zohar Kodesh defines as the mother which covers and protects her children. שהיא בחינס תשובה, this is the concept of תשובה, ששום כל האבוינויס נסחפכם לזכויויס. In tshuva, in true tshuva, all averes can be converted into mitzvahs. Nimtza, so we conclude therefore, we summarize, shanuroyin oitzen koyach ha-tshuva, we see and realize the incredible power of tshuva, alkeinonu betuchin u-mechakin, shemikol hanafilois v'yeridois, u-mikol ha-archokoi sheboilam, mikulam noshevel v'yisporach b'tshuva shalema. We're, we, we're confident and we're waiting that from all of our nefilos and all of our yeridos and all the different times that became far from Hashem, from all of that we're going to return to Hashem with complete tshuva ad until we'll be zoichah that Moshiach will come. And then the Gemara tells us that we'll be zoichah to sit in the sukkah of Leviosan. Leviathan is that gigantic, gigantic fish that Hashem created in the beginning of creation. Vialkain, and therefore, if you look in the Navi, you see that the Navi says, Laosid Lovo in the future, Tihia Hasuka Daiko Magenes Miko Minagehenan. It's the sukkah that's going to protect us from any punishment, from any severe pain. Kamashikosov, as it says in Yeshaya Navi, chapter 4. It'll be a covering and a protection from storms and rain. Hashem will rain down on the Rishoim fire and brimstone. That's a Pesach in Tehillim, this last part. Because the light, the spiritual light of the sukkah comes from so high a place, over there there is no bad, there's only good. And any bad that gets sent there gets converted to good. And therefore the Torah tells us that sukkah protects and saves us from Gehenim. Gehenim is the punishment for Averois. Because the sukkah converts all of our Averois into mitzvahs. And this is why we, fulfill, we, do, we build the sukkahs after Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is the ultimate day, is the completion of the Aseris Yom After we finish the Aseris Yom we believe that all of our Averois got converted to mitzvahs, so now the Averis aren't a bad thing. The Averis are a good thing. We take the Averis, we take the Psoilis, and from that we make the most important part of the Sukkah. How, how do you make it? Bamboo. Yes, bamboo is called Psoilis Gorem Hayekev, meaning, why is it Psoilis? Because you can't eat it. Because when we plant, all the stuff we plant is so that we should be able to eat. Bamboo and all the other types of things that are used for Sach are things that grow that we can't eat. 
that's why it's called psilis. You said that's like the, the clipper the, the clip of, the the clip of the wheat. That's also a form of psilis. The Zohar Kodesh speaks about a lot of different forms of psilis, and that in order to get to the fruit, you have to be able to remove the psilis. And the Zohar Kodesh says that Klal Yisrael represent the fruit, the Goyim represent the psilis, the klipa. The Kedusha is the fruit, the, the Tumah, the Sitrachra is the klipa. Can we achieve the same result with ready-made schach made of bamboo? The answer is again, bamboo is a form of psilis in the fact that it's not edible, it's not something that we eat. That's how we're defining psilis here. That when we plant, when we plant, we plant to be able to eat. And, and the, what, what we're able to eat, that's called the pre, the fruit. What we cannot eat is called the psilis. Everything's relative again. Bamboo is more expensive than potatoes. So what are you telling me this is psilis? Doesn't matter, that's not the issue here. The fact that this is the fruit, this is what we eat, and this is what we can't eat, this is why this is called the pre, and this is called the psilis. Is it a pegamen emuna to think that in order for sins to be converted to mitzvahs, a person has to do a complete, sincere, and total tshuva, which seems difficult to do? Or, or is every aspect of tshuva, no matter how small, an accom- that it, it, it also accomplishes this incre- incrementally, each person on their own level? The answer is that every aspect of tshuva that we do is very important and very special in the eyes of Hashem. There are many sfarim that stress how difficult tshuva is, that it's not easy, it's very, very difficult, and some of the descriptions that they give make it seem that it would be almost impossible for any of us to do a real complete tshuva. Therefore, Rabbi Nezal and Rabbi Nezal teach us and stress us that the tzaddik is the Baal tshuva. He is the master of tshuva. And Rabbi Nezal, we just learned, Mamish, I think it was this past Sunday or the week before, that Rabbi Nezal said to his students, if you want to be honest, you can't really do tshuva for, for your Averis. I do tshuva for you. I'm doing a real tshuva for you. Again, this is not instead of our tshuva, but this is to let us know that what we're doing is a small percentage of what's needed to really fix everything, to get that avera turned into a mitzvah. By being close to tzaddikim, the tzaddikim are able to take our little bit and make it into something, put it together with, with their tshuva and with their mitzvahs and everything and make it complete. So uh, I've a bunch of times like I heard a story uh Mahmoud told them they should be happy because you have already like me. Yes. It sounds like, like why, why is he saying that he's so big? Why is it he saying Question that we see Rabbi Nezal sometimes says to his students, you should be so happy that you have a Rebbe like me. Why would he be saying something like that about himself? The answer is because if he wouldn't say it, we wouldn't know it. The tzaddikim sometimes have to, Moshe Rabbeinu had to write in the Torah, he had to write those words. He had to write, that he's the closest one to Hashem, because if they wouldn't say it, we wouldn't know it. Number one. And number two, Rabbeinu Zal says that the highest level of anivas is when a person could say, I'm an onov, and not feel any guy at all in saying it. That it should still be 100% true. Paragraph tests. 
וזה בחינס, ויאמר השם סולחתי כדבריך. Now, in Torah of Beis and Likut Imran, which this halach is based on, Rabbein Zalvia says, again, that there's regular Torah and there's the secrets of Torah. And he says that in the Torah, when the Torah presents a mitzvah, it usually begins with the words, Vayidaber Hashem el Moshe Lemer. Hashem spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu and he said, Zois chukas ha-Torah, Eilah ha-Mishpot, whatever it is. Most people think that that stuff in the beginning, like, it, it really takes up space. You don't really need it. It says a hundred times in the Torah, all of those things. Rabbi Nezal explains that that's a higher level of Torah than the actual mitzvah. The mitzvah itself is the nigla, is the revealed part of the Torah. The Vaidabra Hashem Moshe is the Sisrei Torah. That's the secret. In those words are found incredible secrets. And the higher level of Torah. <coughs> So now Rav Nosson Zal says, V'zeh b'chinas v'yomer Hashem solachti kidvorecho. And this explains why when Hashem agrees to, f- to accept the tefillahs of Moshe Rabbeinu and to forgive the Jews for the Egel Azov and for everything, Hashem says, I will forgive them kidvorecho, like your words. Like your words means based on all of your tefillah. But Rav Nosson Zal makes another point here. Kidvorecho daiko, note the word that's used here. Ki hanishma shehu sisrei Torah hu bechinas divrei Torah shehem hadvorim shesvivois hamitzvah bechinas vayedaber Hashem al Moshe. Because the level of nishma, the higher level, which is the secrets of Torah, is referred to as divrei Torah, which are the dvorim that surround the mitzvah. The Vayedaber Hashem El Moshe Lemores, those things. Kimavur Bamaim Ranal, as Rabbein Azal explains over there in chapter 22 in the Kutimran. Ubechinas Hanishma, Shehubechinas Divrei Torah, Ubechinas Dveikus Le'ein Soif. And this level called Nishma, which is the, the Divrei Torah, this higher level of the secrets of Torah, that's the concept of a person attaching themselves to their highest light. It's there in that highest place that sins get converted to mitzvahs. When a person is to rise to such a high level where he learns these secrets of Torah and he understands these secrets of Torah, he is to be masig v'nishma. That's what the word divrei Torah means in this context. The Vayedabers, which are the higher level of Torah. When a person gets to that level, when a person is learning Torah on that higher level, they are Zoycha through them that all the Yeridais get converted to Aliyas. And this is why Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, Solachti Kidvorecha. I'm forgiving the Yidden because you, Moshe Rabbeinu, was zoicha to get to that madrega, to the madrega of Nishma, to madrega of being Masig the Dvorecha, the Vayedaber Hashem al Moshe's. Kefiyah Divrei Torah Shelcha, Kain Haslicha. Based on your Divrei Torah, based on your incredible high level of Torah that you were zoicha to be Masig, that's what defines the incredible slicha that Klal Yisrael can be given, the forgiveness that Klal Yisrael can be given. 
Because Moshe Rabbeinu was to get to understand even the secrets of Torah. Which in this context are referred to as Divrei Torah, the Vayedabers. And that's what really accomplishes this forgiveness. That's what's able to really make this happen. The Averas get converted to mitzvahs. So here's a very important point. We know that the Torah, Bichlal, the Torah cleanses us, the Torah cures us, the Torah cleanses us. However, we need to know that there's different levels of cleansers. We know that there are certain detergents. A person has a certain stain in their clothing and they put soap on it and nothing happens. It doesn't work. The person says, I don't understand. This is supposed to clean it. You're right, it's supposed to clean it. But this stain is stronger than this cleanser. Then there's another type of cleanser. There's a certain kind of a bleach, an ammonia, which this cleanser, not only does it take out the stain, it'll take out the whole color from the... It'll take a, a red shirt and make it pure white, perfect white and everything. So in Torah, so we need to know that there are levels. There are madregas and madregas. And, and the ordinary levels of Torah are referred to as toivara. There there's good and bad mixed into it. There's kosher, posel, tomei Torah. The secrets of Torah, as a person gets to higher and higher levels, they're using a more powerful detergent. And when a person zoichet to study secrets of Torah, v'zoyer ha-kodosh, t'tikun that's this detergent that is so powerful that there's no stain in the world that it can't cure, that it can't heal. It's a concentrated item. Like the Kisei Melech, one of the commentaries on the Zohar HaKadosh says that 30 minutes of learning this is like 30 days of learning Gemara Rashi Toysvis. It's a level of concentrate that no sin in the world is powerful enough to stand in its way. Question we, in the Shir, the Chaim Oran Shir that we gave yesterday, we mentioned one of Rabbeinazal's Tavidim who did a certain very powerful form of tshuva. It's called the Tshuvas Hakone, the Tshuva that's described in the Sefer Hakone, which is one of the Sifrei Kabbalah. And then, a while later, this student got depressed when he saw a Gemara, where the Gemara says that Hillel Mechayev that people who are poor and struggling in life, and because of that, they, they feel they can't learn Torah, they can't do mitzvahs and everything. Hillel, Hashem will say, you weren't, poor, you weren't poorer than Hillel, you didn't have more... Se- and Hillel learned Torah, so you could have learned Torah also. So this Talmud said that when he learned that, it, it brought him down, that he felt terrible, that be- because of his poverty and everything, he felt that that was one of the main reasons why he's not able to do as much as he would like to do. But this student said, but even despite those feelings, he's mechazik himself, that he's confident that with his connection to the tzaddik, everything will be okay, everything will be well. The answer is that we see that everybody, even tzaddikim, have nesyoinos. Even by tzaddikim, there's moichen de gadlus and there's moichen de katnus. Sometimes a person's in a state of expanded consciousness, sometimes a person's very happy, and sometimes a person is not so happy. Rabbi Nezal, in the Torah, in the Kutman, where he speaks about simcha, Rabbi Nezal says a person has to be machriach himself. A person has to work very hard to fight. It's an uphill battle sometimes to be besimcha. 
So we, we don't get shocked when we see that even by a tzaddik sometimes, a tzaddik has this type of nisoyan, that there are things that can knock him down, but we see the Pesach says, Sheva yipoil tzaddik vekom. That tzaddik falls, that tzaddik picks himself up. There's a story about one of the breast lovers who was once walking the street and he fell. And somebody saw him and he said, that's why you fell down, because you're a breast lover. He got up and he said, no, 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 I fell because of my Averis. I'm getting up because I'm a breast lover. Now Rav Zal continues, and now we understand the whole beginning of Chumish Dvarim. Chumish Dvarim, which is called Mishneh Torah, begins with the words, Eila HaDvarim Asher Diber Moshe. These are the words that Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to Bnei Yisrael, Bamidbar, in the desert, Bo'arava, Moel Suf, and it lists a whole bunch of locations. And those Upirish Rashi, Rashi says, that usually when it says the word divrei, it's speaking about diburim koshim, tough words, words of rebuke and reprimand. Because if you take a look in that pasuk, Moshe Rabbeinu is listing all the different locations where the Yidden did major averos. And they made Hashem very angry. Bamidbar, Ba'arava, etc. Ki Isa Bedivrei Rabbeinazal, because Rabbeinazal tells us in another place in Likud Imran, She'osur Loimar Toichacha, it's forbidden for a Jew to reprimand another Jew. Dahainu Lahaskir Avoinois Yisrael, which means to mention, the, to speak about the Averois of Jews, Ulohaychichamalem, and to rebuke them for it. Unless the person is able to do it like Moshe Rabbeinu did. Where when Moshe Rabbeinu gave them Teichacha, that gave them the fire to do tshuva. That motivated them and inspired them. It didn't push them away. It turned them on. It turned on a fire in them to want to come back to Hashem. Through his teichacha, he infused them with a beautiful, sweet smell. As it says in Shir Hashirim, Nirdi nosan reichoy. As a result of the eridos, as a result, when they fell, when they did bad things, Moshe Rabbeinu was able to turn it around to bring forth a beautiful, sweet smell from their averos. And and the Medrash says, or the Gemara says, Ozav loinemar. It should have said near the Ozav Rechoi, that when they fell, they lost their good smell. It doesn't say that. It says when they fell, it gave forth a, be- a beautiful smell. Elenosan Rechoi. Nimza, Shemoish Rabbeinu Aidei Toichachtoi, Shehizkir Avoinois Yisroel, Aidei Zed Daika Nosan Bem Royachtoi, that Moish Rabbeinu, through his type of rebuke, where he mentioned, he reminded them of the Averis that they did, but he did it in such a way that it gave them a sweet smell, it gave them a reach toiv. Because Moshe Rabbeinu had the ability to turn their Averis around into mitzvahs. Because Moshe Rabbeinu was to the highest level of Torah. He was uh, even to understand the secrets in the Vayedaber, the Divrei Torah. Shehem Bechinas Nishma, 
That's how the Averis get converted into mitzvahs. Now you know why the Torah uses the words Why all of this Because it's only a tzaddik who is masik the vayedabers the, the, the level of nishma that's the tzaddik who's qualified to give toichacha. V'zehu eile hadvorim asher diber Moshe. Dvorim daika, b'chinas divrei daika, b'chinas divrei toira. Dahayna b'chinas nishma, what Rabbein Hazal defines in that chapter in Likud Imran, as the level of nishma, the higher level of toira. Shaydei zeh daika, hoyo yocho yilohichiach es Yisroel, that's what gave Moshe Rabbeinu the ability to reprimand the Jews and to rem- remind them of their Averois by listing all of those places. Because through this higher level of Torah, which is called Dvorim, the Divrei Torah, the Nishma, that's what enabled him to convert all their Averois into merit, into merits. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu lists all the different places that they did these Averois. Because all of them got converted to Torah. All of this is written in the Torah. All of this is Chuyos. As a result of the dvorim which Moshe Rabbeinu was diber, meaning Hainu bechinas divrei Torah, bechinas nishma, that higher level of Torah, shehisig al yideizeh, kol that that Moshe Rabbeinu was masig, shal yideizeh kol havoynois neshapchem l'schuyos, and through this, all the averois got converted to mitzvahs. Sheoz daiko yecholen lohichiach es Yisrael. When a person is on that level, when a person is on a level to make sure that they're going to turn around the Averis into mitzvahs, that person can, can give Yisrael, And so to all the other great tzaddikim who gave over words of toichocha, nikres toichachdom divrei. You'll take a look, the Torah uses the, words, the word divrei, bechinas, as the Sefer Koheles begins. Divrei Koheles. Kemoy Shapirish Rashi Shem, as Rashi Kodesh points out over there, that the Sefer Koheles is a tremendous Sefer of Musr. Ki kulam loyhoichichu es Yisroel, kiim bebechinas ha-toichocha shal Moshe. Because all the great tzaddikim who gave toichocha to Bnei Yisroel, they all did it in the style of Moshe Rabbeinu. Shehi bebechinas divrei Torah, bechinas nishma, they did it because these tzaddikim were able to go up to that high place, to that bina, to that tshuva, to that place of ayin, that place where all bad gets converted to good, where there is no bad. The bad gets converted to good. That's what gives a person the ability, the qualifications to give toichocha. There are two explanations explaining the Toichach of Moshe Rabbeinu. There's the Pshat, where you take a look over there, 
he doesn't mention any Avera, he doesn't mention the Avera, he just mentions the location, the place. And, and Rashi points out, he didn't want to put, when you tell somebody, you did this terrible thing, that's putting it in their face, that makes the person defensive, that hurts the person, and that pushes the person away. Moshe Rabbeinu showed, you don't do it that way. You do it, you hint to it. You give the person a hint where they know what you mean. You're not putting it in their face. You're not spelling it out clearly. He just mentioned the location. That's it. Ba'arava. You, you remember what, what happened in Arava. You remember what happened in Moel Suf. That's one explanation. And Rav Zal takes it a step further that we know Rav Zal says in, in another chapter in the Kutumran that, that when a person does Navera, very often it's because of the place that they're in. The pla- if they were in a good place, if they were in a place of holiness and kedusha with good people and everything, there's no in the world they do the Avera. Very often what, happen- what makes a person do an Avera is they go to a place that's not so good. And over there the person's vulnerable, and over there the person Chashon commits a sin. So Rabbi Nezal says this is what the Mishnah means when it says, Al toden ed chavercha you can't judge a person until you're in that person's place. Because very often it's the place that caused the Avera. Not the person is a good person. They're really a good person. They fell into a bad place and that's what caused them to do the Avera. So this is an incredible limud schus on people who do Avera. is to realize it's not him. It's not her. She, this person isn't bad. They got into a bad place and that was what must be on them. And this is why, this is what Moshe Rabbeinu was doing here when he listed the places he was showing. Of course, if the Yidin were walking around in the middle of Yerushalayim, in one of the religious, they, they never would have made an eagle, they never would have done these things. You know where they were? They were in the Midbar, they were Barava, there was no Kedusha, they were in the place of the Sitrachra. That's what made them do all of these things. So in his Toichacha was a Limud Schus. That's the Toichacha of Tzadikim, that's the right kind of Toichacha question what happened when Moshe Rabbeinu hit the rock instead of speaking to the rock after he refuted Bnei Yisrael. It's brought that Moshe Rabbeinu said, Shimono Hamoyrim, listen here you rebels. That the fact that he called the Yidin a name, a bad name in a sense, he called them Moirim, that that was one of the factors that caused Moshe Rabbeinu to stumble in a sense, to, to make a slight error, number one. Number two, there's a Pasuk, that the Medrash quotes a Pasuk, Ki Ho'oshek Yehulal Chacham, that the Jews were making Moshe Rabbeinu so crazy at the time. They were fighting with him every minute, complaining about everything, everything, that this is what made Moshe Rabbeinu, in a sense, get confused a drop and be able to make this error. Especially since, don't forget, the first time Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu to bring water from Iraq, He told him to hit the rock. And there was all kinds of circumstances here that the rock, the, the, the right rock disappeared, that went among the other rocks, couldn't find it. There are all kinds of extenuating circumstances and factors that were going on at the time that made Moshe Rabbeinu stumble in a sense. And in addition, we have a whole chapter on the Kutimran, we have Torah Chof in the Kutimran, where Rabbeinu Zal gives an incredible explanation of what that was all about, what the error of Moshe Rabbeinu was about in hitting the rock. Rabbi, Rabbeinu speaks about um, that if a person wants to be 
be able to taste the, the secrets of Torah, the organos, because it's related to the organos, and he needs to do a lot of his bodhidus in order to do it. So would it be talking about at the time that a person is sitting, the Torah is going to just illuminate for the person? Or is he talking about when he also speaks about the, the Iker Chochem and Zemuna? Is he talking about a person who's over to a certain certain das, a certain certain Chochma and Hashem that uh, doesn't come as the, you know, white fire, basically? Is this all connected? It seems that over here, he's talking about that super high level of das, of Chochma Dikdusha of a person learning deeper portions of Torah, the Nishma, that because again, like we mentioned earlier, in, in Kedusha, when we speak about Hashem Kaviochel, we speak about the lower level and the higher level. On the lower level, it's called Ze'er Anpin, small faces, there there's a right and a left, there's Chesed and Gvura, there's Netzach and Hoy. When you go higher up, when we go higher up, even in Chachma and Bina, there's a slight degree of a concept of a right and a left. When we go further up, when we go up to the top keser, there we're told there is no left at all. There's only right. So we're talking about tzaddikim, a person learning Torah and getting to higher and higher levels of Torah. And the more a person gets to higher levels of Torah, on the lower levels of Torah, you see diversity, you see machlekes. This one says you're allowed, this one says you're not allowed, this one says good, bad. You see tremendous diversity. When you start learning Kabbalah, Hasidus and Kabbalah, there you see that everything is one. Everything is really one. It's showing you that everything is really oneness. And that's this concept of going up to a high, such a high level of Torah, this level of Nishma, going to this place of one where there is no good and bad. There is no right and left the bad gets converted to good. It becomes part of that oneness. So it seems that's what he's referring to here. Now we know that emuna, that there, there are certain people, for example, Rabbi Nezal shows in chapter 21 in the Kutimran in the beginning that there's two levels of learning. There's the standard way of learning where a person learns letters and then words and sentences, you know, the whole standard. And then there's Shefa Elokai where a person purifies these seven openings of their head and then that person can receive a tsunami of knowledge, of, of, of knowledge of light from Hashem, where what would take another person to learn 50 years, this person gets it in 15 seconds, that, that kind of thing. There's those two levels of learning. But here in that chapter on the Kutumran, Rabbi Nezal speaks about Nasa Venishma, going from level to level, level to level. And again, he speaks about getting to a certain high place getting to the tefillah of Hashem or the Torah of Hashem, where there it's so high a level of holiness, it's so powerful, a cleanser, that there's no negativity that can stand up to it. The negative gets converted to positive over there. How does a person get to that level? Through Torah and tefillah and closeness to tzaddikim. By trying to learn as much as a person can, by trying to, to complement the learning with a lot of tefillah, and coming close to tzaddikim. The tzaddikim reach those levels, and if we attach ourselves to them, we can get a taste of that, we can connect to that. Question, but different Hasidic masters don't always agree with each other, and sometimes they have very sharp arguments. How does this go together with the idea of oneness? The answer is that we're in Golis right now. Unfortunately, Moshiach is not here, 
and Klal Yisrael is not as united as we should be. We're not all seeing things the same way. And, and, and even we're allowed to disagree. Disagreeing is okay. There could be different viewpoints. But each person respecting the other versus not speaking against each other and not assuming that the other person is wrong, but being able to recognize, like the Gemara says in many places, Elu Elu This opinion and that opinion, which looks like it's the opposite, they're both the words of Hashem. And the words Divrei Elikim Chaim, the first letter spell the word Echod. These two that look different, they look very, very different, it's really one. And many times the Gemara shows you that. And many times the Sifrei Hasidus and the Sifrei Kabbalah show you that what looks like a disagreement is not really a disagreement. Continuing inside. No. We, before we were learning the beginning of Chumash Dvarim. Now we're going all the way to the end. We're going to Parshas Ha'azinu. It's called the Shiras Ha'azinu, the Song of Ha'azinu, where if you look at Parshas Ha'azinu, it's also Toichacha. It's Moshe Rabbeinu rebuking, reprimanding Klal Yisrael. And then it says, and this song will serve as testimony that the Torah will never be forgotten from Klal Yisrael. Rav Zal says now, Moshe Rabbeinu was able to see all the way into the future, into our times, when the Jews are going to fo- go down, very, very far down, in that period that's called Ikvesed the Mashiach, the footsteps of Mashiach. Bibchinas, as the Pasuk says in Eicho, Vatered Peloim. They went down Peloim. Pele. Pele means wondrous. Pele is the word that's used about the Keser, which is the highest, highest level. Here, Vatered Peloim means we went down to the lowest, lowest places that we possibly could. As it says there in Hazinu, Moshe Rabbeinu says, Kiodati, because I know that you're going to fall, you're going to do terrible things. And Hashem says, I am going to become very, very hidden at that time. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu wrote this Shira Sazinu, which is all rebuke. If you study Parshas Hazinu, you see it's all words of Teichacha, Moshe Rabbeinu rebuking them. You're a, an upside-down generation. You're upside-down. And the whole Parsha Sazinu is like that. So now Rav Zal says, And if that's the case, I have a big question here. Why does Moshe Rabbeinu call this a song? This ain't no song. This is a tragedy. This is terrible. Ma shevach What praise and what song is this? On the contrary, Moshe Rabbeinu is saying how terrible we're going to be. Vegam echalidei toichoch hazoyis tainu shiras hazinu yisku yisroel sheloiti shokach atoyla mipiem loylam. 
How in the world, through this toichacha, through this rebuke, that, that's, that the whole Shira Sazinu is about, is this going to ensure that the Torah is not going to be forgotten? The truth is, when Moshe Rabbeinu gave Toichacha, he did it the way we said earlier. Moshe Rabbeinu was zochet to the highest, highest level of Nasev up there, all sins get converted into mitzvahs. And therefore, the more rebuke he gives them, and the more he mentions the bad things that they did, that gets converted into Torah. As we said, on that day in the future, they're going to be searching for the sins of the Yidden, and they're not going to find any. Why aren't they going to find any? Because they're, they're all going to become mitzvahs. They're not going to be sins anymore. And through this type of toichacha, yeshli Yisrael kiyum afilu bechol This ensures that the Jewish people will survive even in all the terrible Yeridos and Nefilos that we go through. That's why this type of Toichacha, this type of rebuke, is called a song. Because the Averois are getting converted into mitzvahs. They're being turned into a song, a praise, a joy. Just like the Gemara makes a statement, that Balechuve get to a place, a high place, where even great Sadiqim can't get to. So you would think that by calling a person a Balechuve, that's an insult. He's a Balechuve. He's not as holy as me. I was, I'm an FFB. I was born, for, I was from my whole life. He's a Balechuve. They don't know that the real definition of Balechuve is a tremendous compliment. That's saying that he's on a higher, that Hashem gets more nachas from him than at Sadi Gomor. Because as Rabbein Zal explains in chapter 54 in the Kudimran and in the famous Torah Reish Pei Beis, that how does a person make a song by taking the good notes from the bad notes? There's musical notes, there's do, re, mi, fa, so, la, there's all the, the different notes. And to make a song, you have to pick, you have to skip this. No, I'm not taking this one, I'm taking that one. And I'm not taking these two, I'm taking that one. By picking out the good from, it's a separation of good from bad. That's how we make a song. It's a biror of toiv from ra. Shezeo bechinas avoinois neshapchen lezechuyois. That's, this, that's what happens when Averois get converted to mitzvahs. The bad is getting converted to good. And therefore, it's with the power of this song, the song of Parsha Sazinu, Through this, Moish Rabbeinu was showing Klal Yisrael how powerful he is and the incredible high level of, of uh, uh, hasaga that he achieved. 
that he was able to go up to the highest, highest level over there the sins get converted into mitzvahs to the point where he has the ability to take the rebuke for the Averois and make that into a song. That's going to become a beautiful song. And with this power, Moshe Rabbeinu is guaranteeing Klal Yisrael that we will never become completely lost, completely distanced from Hashem. Even if we will do many terrible things. Even when we get to such a low place where Hashem is super hidden from us. Still, through this type of we see that there's no such thing as giving up hope. There's no such thing as falling. Because if we will be zoiche, if we'll be zoiche to come close to the tzaddik, all of our veiros will get converted to mitzvahs. As we see here, the Torah tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu took all the Averis and made it into Shira. It's a song. And this teaches us that we can always do tshuva. We can always return to Hashem. As long as we don't stop crying out to Hashem. As long as we don't give up from crying out to Hashem. As is brought at the end of Sipurei Maisis. This will explain why during that time, after Yom Kippur, around Sukkot's time, we're reading Parsha Sazinu. That's the period of tshuva when the Averis are converted to mitzvahs. This is what the Shira Sazinu is really all about. And that's why the closing words of Parsha Sazinu are that the, the Adama, the ground of Eretz Yisrael, will forgive Klal Yisrael. Because this Shira Sazinu isn't just mentioning our Averis, it's the forgiveness for our Averis. As it says, there'll come a time in the future when they'll be searching for the Averis of the Yidin, the Einenu, and it's not there anymore. Because all the Averis got converted to Torah. Baruch Hashem. Question, this statement, does not refer to Tinoike Shodes Rabban, who never got a proper religious education. The answer is, it does to some degree. 
because these people still, when they were eating non-kosher, when they were violating Shabbos, doing all of these things, even though we don't consider, they're not guilty for it in the same way as a person who knows it's wrong and does it, but there still is some guilt of a negligence of not learning, not learning, if there was any possibility of learning. And if there wasn't any possibility of learning, they still have this damage, this damage on their neshama and everything, which through the tshuva process, all of this gets fixed. We should be zeichet to absorb what we're learning, and, and Hashem should have rachmonas, that tzaddikim should be able to turn all of our averis into schuyos, be zeichet to the gula shleimah, b'mheira b'meinu, amen v'amen.